Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Coulter Big Sky Conference Midseason Awards. We are somewhere between 9 and 11 games in, depending on which teams you're looking at here in the Big Sky Conference. And uh, we are starting to, this was, I mean, we've talked about the number of teams, but truly it is remarkable how many guys are new, not just on Montana and Montana State, but across the Big Sky Conference. I mean, you're talking about, I think, nine. Did we? Is that what we decided, that nine uh all-conference players that were on all-conference teams for second or third last year graduated and are no longer in the Big Sky Conference. And and so you're talking about a real vacuum to be filled. We talk about the turnover at places like Idaho. I mean, there are 12, 11, 12 new guys, a new coach, like everything. So there's yeah. been a ton of turnover in the conference, and that makes for – an interesting analysis, right, of of who have been the best players. Some guys you expected that would rise to the top have. Other guys you didn't know, you know, what do you got here, who've proven that they've been really, really good and are going to be fun to watch for years to come. So let's go through this a little bit uh, as you've been watching the conference, uh, primarily in the conference season. I mean, that's where we want to kind of center in on this stuff. Yeah. Uh, where where would you go, not for necessarily MVP, but for, for offensive and defensive MVP? That's interesting. Uh, you know, just straight up MVP. I think that my my top three candidates. I basically had a, a three guys that, that really popped into my mind, and they're not named Jarek Harding or Harold Frey, which I think um, might be somewhat surprising, or, or at least would have been surprising the beginning of January. But my top three guys are Mason Peetling from Eastern Washington. He gets the nod. Oh, Eastern Washington's one of those teams where they're going to steal votes from each other because I think that Jacob Davidson, Mason Peetling, and Kim Aiken are all three all-conference caliber players. They all three have very impressive statistical measures. Yep. Kim Aiken right now is leading the league in rebounding. Jacob Davidson's in the top five in scoring. 
But Peetling's in the top 10 in scoring, the top two in rebounding. He's actually leading the league in rebounding in conference play ahead of Cam Aiken. He's also leading the league in conference play in field goal shooting. So he's been efficient, and so I think he'd be my, my candidate from Eastern Washington. Mm-hmm. My candidate from Northern Colorado is Jonah Radabaugh. A lot of the statistics that I found on Jonah Radabaugh were exactly what I expected. There's a couple others that I didn't expect. Jonah Radabaugh is leading the Big Sky Conference in assists per game mm. during conference plays, averaging over seven assists per game, which in the co- in the college game, it's a lot. seven assists a lot. Yeah, it's tremendous. And, but the most impressive statistic that Jonah Radabaugh has compiled is that Jonah Radabaugh has played in 394 out of 400 possible minutes in league play. He has sat out for six minutes. Wow. He's, ever, he's playing 39.4 <laughs> minutes per game. I, is, I couldn't believe that, that when I impressive. saw that. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. And it's, this is not as if this is a... LeBron James free throw line to free throw line right, type. Right. This is I'm guarding the best player on the other team the whole time. Yeah, I mean if you're talking about defensive MVP, uh, it's I think there's no question that it's Jonah Radabaugh. I mean, he's arguably the best defensive player in the history of the league just in terms of of his dominance of his peers, right? I mean, he's likely going to win it this year and that will make him that'll be the third time in his four-year career that he's won it yeah i, mean, I don't he, know anybody that's won it three times he, he's really remarkable and i mean look some guys are just built a little different to to exert the yeah. defense is where you are using your wind up if right. you're doing it right especially on the perimeter okay so to be playing effectively every minute of every game right and doing it at that sort of level i mean that's the the Let's put it like this. Everybody can condition themselves into whatever the shape they can. But some people have just a gift of something oh, like that. And that is a that's a that is certainly something he's honed, certainly something he has worked very, very hard at. And also it's a gift. Like to be able to do that, to have the speed, the quickness, the endurance to accomplish what he does on the floor night in and night out. Very, very impressive. And he's he's absolutely you know a guy's good when it's fun to watch him play D. And there's Absolutely. a couple of guys who it's fun to watch them play defense. Jonah Radabaugh top tops that list for me. Absolutely. You mentioned the conditioning element too. I think that's one of the most underrated portions of athleticism. We know about size, strength, and speed because of I mean, especially because of the NFL combine, it puts it on such display. And mm-hmm. the guys that are in the NFL and the NBA specifically are such freaks now. You just can't yeah. miss that those sorts of measurables. But I think the most underrated element of athleticism in both football and basketball is the gift of endurance. I mean, there's guys that you, there's guys that can just reach a higher level of endurance. Look at Steve Nash. He's not that fast. He's not that strong. He's not that big. But what does Steve Nash have? He never got tired. Yeah. It's Ray Allen's greatest gift too. I mean, Ray Allen is a great athlete, but he is he is not necessarily a freakish type athlete. He's just a six foot four, two hundred pound guy. But as Ray Allen would tell you, the reason he was able to play so long is that his conditioning level never never stopped going up. His hops might have hit a plateau and taken a, a hit. His speed, his quickness, but the conditioning was at it. I mean, Ray Allen was probably running his fastest mile his last year in the league. It, it's a it's an underrated portion of athleticism. But my third guy for Great calves, by the way. Great calves. I mean, he's Jesus Shuttlesworth. What else That's do you right, need I to know? Great calves. I got a tangent for you. We'll do it during the blind side. Okay, great. Yeah, we'll do it during the blind side. It was a great argument between Bill Simmons and, and Shea Serrano about Ray Allen and Reggie Miller. I think it's such a great, uh, it's a great discussion. Year but, five my, my, my third, my third uh, MVP, and I didn't really pick a midseason MVP. I just thought these three guys were like the clear cut favorites. Is Cy Pridgett from Montana? No question. Cy Pridgett's done everything. I mean, he's literally done everything. He's he's a point guard, and then he's a center. 
and then he's a power forward, and then he's playing off the ball as a guard. In the span of 10 minutes of a game, mm-hmm. his versatility is amazing. He's in the top five in the league in scoring, rebounding. His field goal percentage comparatively to last year, I mean, he shot like 62% in league play last year. Yeah. He's taken a hit, but he's still efficient. He's shooting you know, 46 and, and some change percent in league play. And I think more than any of that, there's a little bit of a proximity bias here from the two of us because we've got to see him so often. But if you have seen him up close and personal, and, and don't get me wrong, Jonah Radaba has been a great leader at Northern Colorado too, but there's no better leader in the in the league right now see, than Side Bridget. This is what I was going to say, and it's right along those lines. Look, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and go, well, uh, compared to – any guy on Southern Utah or Northern Arizona or whatever, you know, we, we don't know. But Montana, you know, from a Mon- the standpoint here, what he has been to this team on the floor as a player, but also as uh, a- at least from at least from what we see, you know, when you're watching games, a little bit in practice here and there, and 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 uh, and so on. The what what he has been to the rest of the team, especially the young guys on this team, to get them up to a level where they're now playing. I mean, we'll get to newcomer of the year and freshman of the year and stuff like that. But there's there's a couple very very strong candidates on on the Grizzlies for that category, and I credit Saeed Pritchett with with some of that, with some of their success, uh, both you know from a facilitation standpoint, but also from a, a mental standpoint. You know, you need. Older guys to believe in you used to be Coulter when you like you know the the the, the upperclassmen like you had to break into their ranks somehow you right. know you had to you know you're just a freshman or retro whatever it was carry the bags do the thing do all this stuff and it was this you know system I mean shoot going back we've been doing this Chris Grace project there was a freshman team you weren't even allowed on the sure. varsity squad as a freshman in in, in basketball times have changed. Okay, like I understand the better, the worse of it, whatever. One thing that I really like, and it's this, is that regardless of how old you are, you are expected anymore to be welcoming and fostering to the young guys that come. And look, some guys come in and they need to be chased or whatever, however you want to talk about it. They need to be toughened up to some extent. But also, when you're on a team, regardless of age or whatever, those are your peers, man, and they should, you know, bring you in and bring you along and be guys that are willing to tell you when when and where you need to get better and also put their arms around you and say, hey, you're doing great. You're going to be fine. And I feel like I haven't seen anybody do that uh, uh, better than what I've seen out of Saeed Pridget. So uh, I'm with you on that. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do. So I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure 
online with Blackfoot. A couple of the other mid-season sort of awards that I would pick, it's ironic because there's so many guys that departed the league last year and yeah. such great players the last couple of years. I, I could only find really even two candidates for newcomer of the year in the league. Despite the fact that there wasn't hardly any headliners coming back, so many guys, and this is a credit to so many guys around the league, have raised their level of play and have become those those headliner players, like mm-hmm. Mason Peetling at Eastern Washington, like Kim Aiken at Eastern Washington, like you know the Brooks to Bishop kid at Northern Arizona or Cam Shelton in Northern Arizona, Cameron Lewiton at Southern Utah. Those guys have all rise, risen their levels and become the number one or number two guys on their squads. The two newcomer of the year guys I thought of, though, are Amin Adamu from Montana State. He's in the top 12 in the league in scoring, and he's been the, the number two scoring punch at least on the perimeter for Montana State mm-hmm. behind Harold Frey. Jabril Bello could also be in that mix, but he just needs to figure out how to stay on the court. He was excellent the first six games of the conference season. He's really, really battled foul trouble the last two weekends, and it's rendered him almost irrelevant. And on Saturday in Missoula, he was completely hurt, irrelevant. Hurt his team. Hurt, hurt, hurt his team not being out there. But when he has been out there, he has been really good. I mean, he's he's on the list. Both of those guys, to me, uh, are on the list. And Jabril Bello... Tops it for me. I mean, he's my pick for newcomer uh, in the league this year. And the other guy that rises to the top of your mind is Tariq Cool. He's been the top guy at Idaho State. His shooting percentage is not great, but he has had a lot of high right real plays. He's a phenomenal ball handler. He's kind of a ball dominant type of guy. And Idaho State is reeling right now. They've lost six in a row, but they've been competitive in games. And they're not just a bottom dwelling team, although they are in a six game losing streak. They've been competitive in games. Freshman of the year, I thought this was interesting. And you and I talked about this before the show. I got Derek Carter-Hollinger because I think that he can change a game more than anybody else. Throw the statistics out the window, which the stats are good. He's in the top 20 in the league in rebounding and conference plays, in the top 15 in field goal percentage. And he's averaging, you know, half a dozen to eight points per game, depending on which split you look at. But it's his ceiling that I think makes him the freshman of the year. He's had some games like Saturday where he played 35 minutes. I guess that was, no, excuse me, Thursday at Portland State. Played 35 minutes, scored 17 points, had eight rebounds. Saturday, six points, nine rebounds. But then he's also had the 20 and 14 against 21, Eastern. 21, yeah, at Eastern, right? 2021. 20, yeah, he, he, I mean, he was the best player production-wise in that game. Right. Uh, in, in a huge matchup between Eastern and uh, and the Grizzlies, which, by the way, will play for the second time in Missoula this Thursday evening. Uh, looking forward to that game, certainly. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think Derek Carter Hollinger is 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 right there, and and I mean, again, the Grizzlies expected a lot, probably more out of their freshmen than maybe any other school in terms of the collective group of guys who are going to end up playing and playing minutes. The only thing for for Derek Carter Hollinger is he he's not been a starter, quote unquote, as such. And look, most freshmen are not, anyways. Right. But his his but he has started some games. He has started some games. He started it on Saturday. And this is true for a lot of guys on Montana, not named Saeed Pridget and Kendall Manuel. The minutes have fluctuated greatly. I mean, right. it's some 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 days he's in single digits, uh, you know, in terms of the minutes, and you're just not going to have the opportunities to be obviously as impactful in those situations. Other games, he's been thirty plus. So. Uh, he has been outstanding, but the, he's not—he's certainly not the only guy who's been good as a freshman, though. Coulter here in this Big Sky Conference thus far. No, I, there's been some other contributors certainly, but I think that he's really stood out. I mean, Montana's three freshmen are are three of the top 
candidates for sure. And there is a distinction between freshman of the year and newcomer of the year as well. Absolutely. Usually there's a transfer newcomer guy. Newcomer is a transfer, kind of an older right. guy normally. And speaking of a guy who was a candidate for newcomer of the year, who I have as my top reserve, is Johnny Knight the third at Southern Utah. He's coming off the bench, but he's averaging about 13 points per game. And uh, he's given them a great spark. They're a team that also plays a bunch of guys in a bunch of lineups. And mm -hmm. so he's the one that allows them to do that. Because he's the one, the one guy that is certainly not going to start. and yeah. then they, But they put him in first to change the lineup for whoever might be the different guy in the starting lineup yeah. uh, at the time. Uh, Johnny Knight the third, he is a transfer who um, who sat out last season. I believe he's from Arizona State. His bio on uh, Southern Utah's website, though, does not have him, does not have his previous school. But regardless, Johnny Knight's been great as a top reserve. Uh, when it comes to freshman Ellis Magnuson, though, as Ellis well Magnuson, at Eastern yep, Washington, yep. he's you know running the point spot for Eastern, who is actually, I mean, this is this is what's so bizarre. Well, not it's not bizarre, but it's just the reality of what it is. They get blown out by Montana. They've now won, is it five or six in a row? Six Eastern in a Washington. Row. And they are on top. They're the number one team in the Big Sky Conference. They're eight and two, and Montana's eight and three. So, you know, obviously it's because they played one more game, but that game was a loss for the Grizzlies. And so it's a better win percentage uh, for Eastern Washington. And then it's one versus two in Missoula on Thursday night. And it's Eastern, who lost by almost 30 points to the Grizzlies, that's actually coming in as the number one team in the Big Sky Conference. So, and with. Plenty of motivation, you would think, in that game. But Ellis Magnuson, who did not play well against the Grizzlies, nobody, frankly, from Eastern Washington played very well against the Grizzlies in that game, has been a real catalyst for that club as a, as a true freshman. I know we got to get into our youth sports segment here in just a minute, but quickly on the women's side, I think that the women's, my women's awards at least, were very cut and dry. I got yep. Fallon Frigi as the MVP halfway yep. through the year. I mean, she was the preseason MVP. She's done everything to me to prove it. She's the best player on the best team. She's the Please. best player on the best team. She's top five in the league in scoring. She leads the league in rebounding. Her performance on Saturday alone, I thought, was just indicative of the MVP. I mean, she, was tw she went 27-14, and 14, helped her team rally from a 14-point deficit, and uh, earned a rivalry win on the road. I think Lori Payne in Northern Arizona is the coach of the year, no question. By the way, who'd you have coach of the year for men? I got Jeff Linder at Northern Colorado. Is that right? I mean, you lose the second leading scorer in the history of the Big Sky Conference in Jordan Davis. You do bring back Joe Durantabaugh and Bodie Hume, but I think that a lot of people didn't think Northern Colorado was going to be... I think they thought they could be contention for a seed, but not the league title. And here they are sitting here with a win over Montana and a game back of the Grizzlies in Eastern Washington in the standings. I mean, I'm going to do the thing that, you know... Maybe the obvious way, maybe whatever, but I'm um, taking Travis DeCure. Yeah. I mean, they, no, I mean, DeCure has DeCure, a, which is the, the greatest single senior class that's ever matriculated together through the University of Montana has three freshmen coming in, transfers, and they're eight and three and have been really good in Big Sky Conference right. play. I think the most shoe-in, though, of these awards is on the women's side. Lori Payne is the coach of the year in, the, mm. in NAU. I mean, NAU was was absolutely the laughing stock basketball program in the big sky, men or women, a couple of years ago when she took it over. And they're seven and three in league. They've won seven in a row. They lost they excuse me, they've won seven out of eight. They got swept in Montana to start conference play, started 0 and 2 and they're seven and three right now. She's got them rolling. Have her Montana product. So uh, she's got some local roots. And then the other two awards for Montana or for the Big Sky, I almost said Montana State because this is the Montana State Award Show. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're nine and one in the league, and they've won in every sort of fashion. They've blown teams out. They've won in overtime. They're proving they're the, they're the best team. I got Darren White as the freshman of the year. I think she has a chance to be spectacular. I mean, she she is one of my favorite players I've seen in the league in a long time. If she fulfills her potential and learns how to shoot, 
Uh, sky's the limit. I mean, I, I think she could be truly. I think she could be an all timer. She to me, she's very similar to Savannah Smith, but she plays better defense. Yeah, she doesn't shoot it like Savannah Smith, but she's. I think she's a lot more of a bulldog type competitor. Well, her 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 poise and confidence is astounding. Yeah, right? it's remarkable to just. She's I mean, fearless. She's she's running the show and not 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 leading in the sense of like a junior or senior would. She's not. Fallon Friggy is the leader of that team along with maybe a couple no others. But but. Unflappable. I mean, it's remarkable to watch her play as, you know, not even 20 games in or whatever it is to her college career. Totally. And my top reserve is Blair Braxton. I think she gets almost no credit because Montana State has so many stars. They got five seniors. She's one of those seniors, though. She has reconciled herself to coming off the bench, but she still plays 25 minutes a game. She's going to be one of the top five rebounders and shot blockers in program history without ever really being a full-time starter. She's the glue of the whole team. When you watch Montana State... Fallon Frigi is the leader by example because she's the best player. Yeah. But Blair Braxton is the leader. I mean, yeah. she's the one that huddles them up. She's the one that's directing traffic. And to have that as as your first person off the bench, it's a very, very rare thing. And I think it's a huge trust. Uh, excuse me, huge testament to Trisha Benford and uh, the chemistry she's been able to cultivate on her roster. To tell new one hundred two nine ESPN Radio. On the other side. Youth sports. What are you going to have your kids do in the winter? Well, we got some things for you. Ryan Hanavan going to come in here, talk to us about youth lacrosse in the city of Missoula. It's a, a, a sport that has grown by leaps and bounds, both nationally and here locally as well across the state of Montana. And uh, your kids can participate in it, play in it, and in some cases even do it for free. So we'll uh, have Ryan come in here and tell us about that in just a moment. But first, Coulter, we want to give the people something good. How about a gift card right now to Dobie's Teriyaki? Dobie's Teriyaki, Front Street, located inside Stockman's Bar. If you get some Dobie's, only two bucks for a draft, draft beer from Stockman's. Pretty good deal. If you tell them that to tell Nuana sent you, even if you don't win this thing, dollar off your teriyaki. It's simple. It's easy. It's just rice, chicken, or steak teriyaki. It's delicious. So give us a call right now, 329-1899. That's 406 329 1899 and tell them to tell Nuana sent you first caller 15 bucks to Dobie's Teriyaki. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite water slides. That's right. They got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. It is now time for our youth sports segment. First Tuesday of every month, Pepsi Cola bringing us our best youth sports segment. Tell people what's going on out there in the world. We're happy to welcome in studio today uh, Ryan Hanavan, who's taking over youth lacrosse in the city of Missoula. Hello, Ryan. How are you? Good. How are you? Doing great. <coughs> Excuse me. Happy to have you here. You've been in lacrosse your whole life. You started the Grizzly program. Is that right? Yeah. Over t- about 20 years ago now. 
So tell us about what that was first like when you're in Montana, because lacrosse is absolutely foreign. I remember my cousins grew up in Idaho and Coeur d'Alene. They had high school lacrosse. I was so jealous because I was like, what is this sport? I would love to play this sport. This sport looks awesome, but there was no opportunity whatsoever 20 years ago in Montana. What was it like kind of bringing the sport to the Garden City and beyond in the Treasure State? So it was really fun. When I was a student here, I, I came here about 98, and I just remember there was a group of guys at campus with sticks and, and you know, basically people from all over the place that had some knowledge of the sport and we started playing and then all of a sudden we did a little bit of homework. You know, the internet wasn't really much of a thing back then. Right. So we, we started to, we started to goof around. We figured out that there was an actual uh, club league and it's the men's collegiate lacrosse association. So uh, myself and, and a couple other students put some ties on, we shaved, went to Seattle and we petitioned our way into the league and were accepted. Uh, we, put a, a, a scrimmage season together and, and did the travel. And here we are in 2020 with Tucker Sargent, now the head coach, and, and the, the team won a national championship 2007. I was fortunate to be on the coaching staff and on that team. And it's been great. You know, it's it's been really cool to see that grow on that end. And uh, I'm just getting back into town after uh, many years, and I'm looking forward to growing on the youth side now. Now, how did you get into lacrosse yourself, though, early on? I was born where it was yeah. created. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I had a stick in my hand, basically. It's uh, it's kind of like, you know, growing up in, in Saskatchewan and you have a hockey stick yeah. in your hand. Right? Yeah, I grew up in Western be. New York. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so the, the it's it's been in my blood. It's um, I'm 44 and I think 40 years ago was probably when I first started throwing around. Well, I'll tell you what, from a youth standpoint, I don't know that there's a sport that's grown the extent to which lacrosse has grown across the country. I mean, the the, the number of kids that are playing it now uh, is uh, is far greater than it's ever been, and it's been just an increasing bell curve in terms of the, the, the percentages. And nowhere is that more evident than in the Northwest especially, and now especially in the state of Montana. I mean, the, the, the number of youth uh, uh, lacrosse clubs and teams and so forth. So talk to us now as you're back in Missoula getting back into it on the youth side you got your son here with you which is awesome and so now you sit here and you go well, what is it what what are you what is going on for youth lacrosse right now and what are you going to bring to it absolutely so the you know that this has been a great challenge and and it was the fastest growing experience. I think pickleball might have replaced mm, us. I mean, yeah, but I don't. I don't want to get into that right now. Uh, if five more people are playing pickleball, it doubles the number. So I mean, you know, it's, right. it's easy to do it per capita. But growing, uh, growing youth sports is it, it's been a lot of fun for me because I, I grew up coaching, or well, I grew up playing, and then I became a coach. But I was coaching college kids. And then I had kids, and then I started coaching my own kid. Yeah, um, you know, and and just kind of being on that the youth side thing. So growing youth lacrosse has been a lot of fun, and I was able to do it back in New Hampshire. And, uh, you know, I was in an area in New Hampshire, which was a rarity being in the Northeast. There wasn't lacrosse where we were. Hmm. So we had to start it from the ground up. Uh, and it was really interesting to me. So coming back into the Valley, uh, I've been able to meet uh, people like Tucker, uh, Nick Latch. There's uh, some alum in the uh, back coaching at at uh, University of Montana, Henry Salzbecker. A lot of people with a lot of good positive energy, and that's really what it takes. Missoula Parks and Rec, uh, they seem to have a lot of interest in in uh, bringing youth lacrosse in as well. So you know that that's the, the the biggest challenge right now is is trying to get people to come out. Yeah. 
that's really what we're trying to do. So, you know, we're, we're doing some uh, some free nights right now. And if, if I can plug that. Yeah, so absolutely. Right, right now, every Monday night uh, at Hellgate High School from 745 to 845, we're doing pickup games. You don't need any equipment at all. We're actually we're, we're bringing sticks. It's no contact. We're just throwing tennis balls around. We're playing a game we call three by. It's like three on three lacrosse. So, the you know, nationally, Every sport has recognized that going small has helped, like basketball playing on, on short courts, uh, hockey playing, you know, going against the boards in the other direction, yep. you know, playing on smaller goals, playing with smaller numbers. It gets kids touching the ball a lot more back into the action. So we're doing this thing at Hellgate every Monday night right now, 745 to 845. It's absolutely free and we're providing sticks and, and, and all the equipment. So that's really what we're hoping to do is get kids to turn out. And again, what, what ages is good for that? Yeah. So, um, you know, with, with the, um, with what we're doing, so the, the youth program that we're offering right now, it, it, it effectively starts with like, uh, kindergartners, kindergartners yeah. through, through second grade. And then, uh, those third, fourth graders, it's once they get to third, fourth grade, that's when they start playing with the equipment on third, fourth grade are the, uh, the, the 10 U's fifth, sixth, that's the, uh, the 12 U's seventh and eighth grade is the 14 U. And then there's booming high school programs now, like yeah. the, the, the high school scene that we're trying to help them as well. And, and that's kind of, you know, I've, I've been here for like three and a half, four weeks and I'm trying to hit the ground running. We're trying to build this youth program. We're going to try and connect that youth program to the high school programs. And then we're going to try and connect those high school programs to the university and then just have this, you know, sort of big flowing system, but that's really yeah. what it's going to take. So if you have a kiddo that comes out and they, they like it, they like to play the three-by, they like it throwing the ball around, how do they get involved on a more serious level in terms of the, just the youth league and the development get older. And stuff? <laughs> no, so that's just that's just it. So I use this three-by as a tool in, in New Hampshire, and basically what we were doing is we were bringing kids out, and we saw our numbers go from like 14 kids showing up to like 160 kids showing up. Wow. And it just, it sells itself, right? Mm -hmm. You put a stick in a kid's hand and you allow them to just kind of play around in this, in this game. And then they start to really like it. And that is a really good selling point for parents too, because then they don't have to invest in the equipment until they know that their kid wants to play. And this is a, a game for both boys and girls. I should say that as well. We're not just building boys youth lacrosse. Yeah. We're building girls youth lacrosse as well. Uh, so, you know, that's really, if you get a kid to come out, put a stick in their hand, get them playing, and then there's there's options to get equipment. I, you know, we have a, a lacrosse wolf in, in town is mm -hmm. a, a great store for them. I think they're they're selling starter kits for pretty cheaply. So. Yeah. Ryan Hanovan joining us. He's uh, running youth lacrosse now in the city of Missoula, coming back to Missoula after going to college. Forestry, great choice, my yeah. dad, a lifelong forester. <laughs> so I'm uh, proud of you on that work. Uh, when it comes to, uh, how, ma how many more weeks is the Monday night at Hellgate going on for? Yeah, so we're going to run it right up until the season starts. And, okay. and uh, I should also say, with the season coming up, you can go on to uh, MissoulaLacrosse.org and you can follow Sign the registration yep. process yep. on, on MissoulaLacrosse.org as well. But we're going to run that. So that um, we'll start practicing at some point in March or whenever Mother Nature allows us to. And games will start in uh, early April, I think like April 11th. Uh, but we're going to run those Monday night sessions right up until then. Well, go on uh, MissoulaLacrosse.org and, and see, first of all, what they've got there. Bring your kiddos out to, to Monday night, 745 to 845 at Hellgate Elementary. Uh, I, remember, I When I went to school in Missoula. Uh, there was no chance I was playing in lacrosse. Didn't exist. And my best friend told me, hey, when you go to college, you should just play lacrosse. I said, oh, well, okay, sure. 
So I did. It was the greatest thing ever. Awesome. And it was and and to have had it from an earlier age. I mean, obviously the more exposure to the more sports, whatever it is, would have been, you know, fantastic. And so and especially in the wintertime, you know, you kids, you need to get them out, run them around a little bit. What's better than a free hour long session, you know, with you over at Hellgate every uh, Monday evening? I mean, that's 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 perfect. And then, you know, if they're into it. Go to MissoulaLacrosse.org and see what they want to sign up for and 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 have a blast doing it. The other thing I like about lacrosse is, you know, the uh, culture always talks about the softening of society and the pathetic <laughs> youth of America and all that. Sorry, Logan, not you. Man. So uh, and 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 uh, and. Uh, Lacrosse is a sport that is, if I may say, a violent sport, is a contact sport, but it's also, relatively speaking, a safe sport. There's not tackling as such where ankles and knees and so forth, and even the hits, which are significant, if you're talking about concussions and stuff like that, it's not nearly like what it is in in football or hockey and that kind of thing. So you get the you know you get the bumps and bruises, which is the good part of being in a physical sport without maybe some of the like dramatic oh I'm not going to walk for six months while I rehab this thing type of going on nearly as much. And and that's uh, to me uh, a great draw to the thing. Yeah. So you know the other thing that we should say too, this is the first sport in North America. Right. It's a you know it's been. This game has been around for for many 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 years, yes. and and uh, with its origins uh, in in uh, the the Native American culture, it uh, it's it's also called the fastest game on two feet, and it's the fastest game on two feet for a reason. It is extremely fast. It is a physical sport, um, but you know when when you talk about that physicality, it's not a collision sport like a football is. Right. right? So you're not having that head to head collisions. You're having guys, you know, the, the, the Native Americans called it Big Attaway, and Big Attaway translates to bumping hips, right? Like, it's it's fast and physical, but it's just guys, you know, pounding into each other and, and trying to put the ball on the goal. Yeah. So it's it's exciting. And so, you know, you talk about uh, getting older. We had a kid that was five years old last night, showed up to Hellgate. And he was dunking by the end of the night. He couldn't nice. catch a throw in the beginning. And we got him going, and he was he was dunking the ball by the end of the night, you know, putting some goals in, high-fiving people, and he's going to be coming back out. That was the first time he had ever yeah. come out. So I love seeing stuff like that. And and I guarantee if, if people show up, you know, the, uh, the nice thing about the sport of lacrosse, it's a, it's a spring sport. It translates extremely well to kids that play basketball, kids mm. that play football, Definitely. kids that play hockey, kids that play soccer, right? It's one of those sports that are extremely compatible. And that's the other thing, right? Like you talk about the softening. Right? We're, we're trying to promote multi-sport kids too, totally. right? Kids that have a lot of background in a lot of different sports. That's the greatest thing that we could ever give. No doubt. Uh, MissoulaLacrosse.org. Go check it out. Go to a Monday night again, 745 to 845 down at Hellgate. And Ryan, appreciate you coming here, man. This yeah, is awesome. Thanks, guys. Great to hear all about all this it. stuff. The youth sports segment, the first Tuesday every month we're doing this, trying to help out the kiddos around uh, the state of Montana and in western Montana. It's brought to us by Pepsi Cola of Western Montana, proud supporter of youth sports in and around the city of Missoula. Ryan, thanks so much for being here. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, get, get your kids out. They'll love it. Quick break. On the other side, from one Ryan to another, Derek Ryan, centerman for the Calgary Flames. Next. Hey. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. 
Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. The Calgary Flames have a... uh a nice spot that they are occupying in the Pacific Division of the Western Conference in the NHL. They got 53 games played, and they got 60 points. They are in fourth place, and they are just five points behind top place Vancouver. But Vancouver, Edmonton, Vegas, Calgary, all right there at the top of the Pacific Division. Calgary coming off a loss, however, to the Edmonton Oilers. And, uh... Well, it's about time that we had our first ever NHL player come in here and talk to us a little bit. We go now to the Rankage Brothers RV phone line, and we welcome in the centerman from the Calgary Flames, Derek Ryan, joining us. Derek, thanks so much for being with us. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me, guys. Well, we're certainly happy to have you. We're happy to be uh, the state in the United States that's the closest to Calgary, so I feel a certain synergy there. That's pretty good. But I got to say, you you uh, grew up in Spokane. You played for the Chiefs back in the day in the WAHL for several years. What was it like playing for Spokane in your hometown at that time? Yeah, that was pretty awesome, to be honest. It's uh, not a common thing for a junior player to get to play in his hometown, and uh, being a smaller hockey community in Spokane, uh, playing for the Spokane Chiefs was basically making the NHL at that time. Right. Um, I grew up idolizing those players, and and uh, yeah, it was just a really cool experience. I was able to live at home, kind of get spoiled by mom and dad for a little bit longer, a few more years, and uh, I really enjoyed my time there in Spokane. You know, it's interesting because you know Tyler Johnson may be pretty notably as well, but there's a couple of guys wandering around the NHL both now and, and in recent years who've come from Spokane. What's the hockey community like there? Yeah, it's getting bigger for sure. There's myself, there's Tyler Johnson, uh, there's Kyler Yamamoto from, uh, from the Edmonton Oilers. So yeah, it's getting bigger for sure. I feel like uh, the exposure from guys like myself and Tyler – have made it uh, maybe a little more accessible to kids in the Spokane area wanting to play hockey, and I think it'll probably get even more so as Seattle gets their NHL team. Uh, you know, the entire Pacific Northwest kind of gets a little more engulfed in, in hockey and the National Hockey League. I think it'll continue to grow. Now, I certainly want to get into the season that you're having there in, in Calgary, doing great right now, Calgary uh, playoff team as of right now, so we'll get into that. But the path for you to get to this point has been such an interesting one. I mean, you go to Kalamazoo, you kind of start your per- professional career there, but you're overseas, you're in Austria, and then you're in the AHL, you get called up for a few games to Carolina, and then in your 30s you arrive you know, as sort of a, a the, the veteran rookie or something like that and get this you know, great three-year contract in Calgary. What was it for you to, to stick with it the way you have to make it now at this point in your in your career? 
Yeah, you know, it gets talked about a lot. I talk about it a lot with different people. Uh, my journey to the NHL, definitely unconventional. Um, it makes me grateful for where I am now. You know, I have a unique perspective. I didn't break into the league at 18, 19, 20, whatever it is. I played my first NHL game when I was 29. You know, I grinded it out in the European leagues, kind of worked my way up all the way to Sweden. Uh, yeah, you, like you said, back to the American Hockey League. And just, uh, you know, I persevered. I think that's probably the the underlying message in my entire story is perseverance. I never gave up. I continued to work hard and get better. And, and uh, like I said, it just makes me all that more appreciative of the things that I have now and where I am in my hockey career. Derek Ryan, Derek Ryan joining, joining us from the Calgary Flames. And... Derek, when you played, you know, for for a brief time in Carolina, and then you were also with Charlotte as well down there, and then you go, and then you're you're in Carolina a couple of years, and you go to Calgary, Alberta. How different is it playing hockey in Canada? Yeah, it's it's different for a lot of reasons. The weather is a lot different uh, than Carolina, but is, you know, for a hockey player, you always dream of playing, uh, you know, hockey night in Canada, Saturday night. Um, in Canada, it's pretty fun. I've got to play in a lot of different uh, Canadian markets just uh, in, on the road. And then we have a hockey night in Canada, Battle of Alberta, Calgary versus Edmonton is always fun. We have that coming up on uh, Saturday. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's just it's cool because the fans are appreciative of uh, the nuances of the game. And I consider myself a detailed player, so I think that they appreciate the things, the details that I bring to the game. And uh, it's just nice to play in front of a packed house every night at home. So that makes uh, makes it even more fun. And and I love playing in Canada, although I do miss the shorts and T-shirt weather when February rolls around. Sure. Well, that, fair enough on that point. Uh, your team right now doing very well. It's a jam-packed standings in, in the division. Uh, but you're you know sitting there in second spot in the Pacific right now. What what do you foresee the last thirty games or so of this season as you make a run at this postseason that that the Flames need to do collectively to to make sure you punch that ticket to get into the uh, tournament? Yeah, you know I think we've been playing really well lately. Uh, like you mentioned, the Pacific Division standings are really tight. I think that's a good thing for us if you compare it to the Flames last season where we were kind of running away with the division uh, around this time last year. You know, we didn't play a lot of important hockey games down the stretch, and I think that really affected us going into the playoffs. So I think it'll be important for us to play and keep playing important hockey here down the stretch and continue to, to hone our game to be where it needs to be when come playoff time. And I think that there's no question that we believe in our dressing room. We're a playoff team, and we have a chance to you know win our division and be top of the Western Conference, whatever it is. And uh, just got to continue to play our game and uh, get better. We're going to peak at the right time. That's what the, the secret to success is in most professional sports, peaking at the right time. So that's what we're building towards. You know, you got a team that's built with, with some fantastic skill players, but Johnny Goudreau, he's pretty good. Am I right? Do I, have I got good insight into hockey to think that he's all right at this sport? Yeah, he's, 
he's a little guy and he's uh, he's pretty dang good at uh, manipulating the puck and, and playing hockey. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the hands are just uh, are just something else. Derek Ryan, hey man, we appreciate you being with us. We look forward to tracking you and the team the rest of the way down the stretch and and into the playoffs as well. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. Yeah, anytime. Great. Derek Ryan joining us. First ever NHL player on the show. Certainly appreciate him coming on here and and uh, and being a part of the show here. Doing a little bit. getting Kind of making the L, right? Calgary down to Missoula over to Spokane. You get it all sorted out. You know, he also played in Kalamazoo for a year, Coulter. I lived in Kalamazoo. He also played in Austria. I watched a professional game in Austria once. I mean, we're basically the same guy. They're basically brothers. Yeah, brothers. Yeah, that's what I would say. We're teammates. That's right. Teammates in life. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.